This amazing experience is a place where you too can connect, discover, grow, and lead for God here at Common Bond Church. I'm excited to share this message with you. It will be titled, A Faith That We Live Every Single Day. We're going to hear one song by Candace Harding, and then we're going to immediately hear that message. Hallelujah. Right where you are, just get into your posture of worship. We're going to lift up God. We're going to give him glory. We're going to magnify him today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we worship you, O oh God. God, oh my Lord of glory, oh, we worship you. God, oh my Lord of glory, oh, we worship you.
Nobody greater. I hope you were at home like I was watching uh, Candace actually sing and said, sing, Candace, sing. Candace is singing right there. So I hope that you are worshiping the Lord with me, worshiping the Lord with us together, uh, because there is nobody greater than Christ Jesus, nobody greater than God in our life. So now let's go immediately. Let's turn to the scriptures. Let's hear what God has to say to us this morning. I'm going to be reading and opening up to you the book of Romans today. And we're going to be reading verse one and verses 16 and 17 this morning, giving an introduction to Romans as we begin to pursue this book over the next several weeks um, in our life. And so I'm going to be reading at verse one, where it says these words, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel. And then I want to jump down and go to verse 16. And I want to read these words. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone, all who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek or to the nations. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, thank you so much. Uh, for this opportunity to worship you today. We thank you that you have risen us uh, to be able to hear this message. And so now, Lord, we ask that we commit ourselves to you so that you can actually speak boldly to us and encourage us to give us hope, to give us insight, to give us wisdom, to give us the words that we need to hear today in our life. And so, Lord, as you do this, Lord, use the vessels that we have today, the word of God and also me here. Lord, I pray that I decrease so that you may increase. Lord, speak boldly to us and give us all that we need. Lord, when we're able to be encouraged by you, when our life changes, because we have not only heard your word, but we've obeyed it. Let us come back and give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In our day and age, we have these opportunities on social media to tell people who we are. And when we tell people who we are, we have these bio sections where we can express a word. And so this week, I looked at some uh, exciting words that I heard people say in their bios on Instagram or LinkedIn or even on Twitter. Uh, some people said that uh, they are this phrase about them, creating a life that I love. Simplicity is the key to happiness, one other individual said. Uh, someone else said, in a world of worries, be a warrior. Another individual said, captivated by life, showing it here. And uh, another woman said, she turned her can't into a can and her dreams into plans. 
you know, some of those are very inspiring. Some of those may even speak to you and resonate with you possibly believe. I want to ask you today, you know, what are the words that you actually live by? What is the phrase that actually speaks to your life? You know, those are questions that I want you to be thinking about. If you were able to, to sum up the words that you live by today, I want you to think about that phrase because we're going to turn the page and we're going to hear the Apostle Paul. He's going to give us his own Instagram bio. He's going to give us his own Twitter bio. He's going to tell us what his life stands for and how he actually tries to live that out every single day. I hope that as we hear that message, it will encourage us to really figure out how we can scope our life by words that we can live by every single day. You know, sometimes it's hard in this world to actually live out who we truly are in the eyes of God. And I believe God wants to encourage us today to do exactly that. Find the words that we can believe in him so that we can live it out every single day in our life. Let's go now by looking at what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter one, verse one. He begins by opening up and says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. You know, that would be his bio. You know, that would be the phrase that he is saying is the meaning of his life is that he is a servant of Christ Jesus. He's called to be apostle, to be an apostle, and he's set apart for the gospel. He knows his identity. He knows why he was actually sent into this world. I want to give you a little bit of background about Paul uh, because we're introducing him uh, over the next several months. And, you know, Paul is what I would like to describe is uh, I want to talk about his accomplishments first. I want to talk about an individual who wrote two thirds of the Bible, an individual who for many people in this world has profoundly changed their life by the words that he has actually described. He's also called the apostle of the Gentiles, the apostle of the nations, because he was the one who had a vision and a mission to actually share the gospel of God outside the confines of the, of the Jewish world. And so um, in this letter that we're reading today, many people describe it as the greatest book of the Bible, the book of Romans. And as you hear this book, he, what he tries to do is give you a compact and a, a very detailed understanding of the gospel, Christ Jesus, and how we can actually live that out every single day. And so as we read verse one, he begins by sharing with us, you know, that important word of who he is. This is how his identity. And I want to talk about how he got to that place of his identity over this message. And also, again, in verse 16 and 17, want to be able to share with us the purpose of what he's actually saying to us. So I'm going to read it one more time again. And it says these words in verse 16, that I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous and the just shall actually live by faith. Now, one of the things that I wanted to begin by sharing with us is that as we hear those words in verses 16 and 17, you know, God is actually calling us to experience God's righteousness by our faith. You know, he, and what I want to share with us of what that means is he's trying to tell us that the identity of God that we sing about, 
You know, the identity of God that we pray about, of being able to understand that he is just, understanding that he will provide for us. When we talk about the resources that God has available for our life, when we talk about who he is as a faithful God, a God of forgiveness, all those things are described and summed up in God's righteousness. You know, those are who he is. And as we think about what Paul is is saying, he has been able to tell us that those experiences of God's righteousness, and even most importantly, for us understanding that God freely gives us eternal salvation, only happens when we actually live by faith on a daily basis. And uh, what I wanted to share with us as we begin to think about this is who we are today as individuals. You know, when I think about myself and I think about all of us in relationship to God, you know, sometimes I look at our life and I look at my life and I can be honest and say that there's sometimes that we believe in who God is, but our life fails to actually live out what we believe. <laughs> Does that make any sense to you? You know, let me give you a couple of examples. You know, think about the fact that, you know, so many of us believe that Jesus Christ came into this world. He died. Um was raised again on the third day. We believe that and we trust in him for salvation. But at the same time, we don't actually allow him to actually show up in our daily life. And there's a couple of things. We see the expression of his love through Christ Jesus, but we don't actually love other people. <laughs> you know, we actually look at some of the expressions of, of understanding that God has actually forgiven us of all of our sin, all of our transgressions, when we go left, when we don't do the things that he wants to do, when we are in a nasty state of sin, we understand that through the blood of Christ Jesus, he forgives us of sin. But at the same time, we won't forgive somebody else who hurts us. We won't forgive somebody else who has actually done us wrong. You know, when we actually think about even some other areas of our life, you know, we understand that based on God's truth alone, that it is by faith that we believe that all we've got to do to receive eternal life is actually trust in God. You know, nothing needs to be added because that's his truth. That's what God says. But at the same time, in our own personal life, sometimes we lie. Sometimes we fudge the truth. Sometimes we smear things and actually make them gray and don't express fully the truth that is actually within us. You know, all of those are areas where I would say that we fall short of actually living up to actually taking God at his word and believing all that he actually says to us. You know, that, that's our life. And I'm sharing this message today because I believe that God wants us to learn what it really means to live by faith every single day. And what it means by living faith by every single day, it means to take God at his word, to be able to hear what he has to say and bank it and be able to say, because he has said it, now I'm going to believe it. Because he has said that healing is available to me in the word of God, I'm going to take that for my life as a promise and believe that God has that for me no matter what. I'm going to believe Malachi chapter three, verse 10. And God says that he's going to pour out the windows of heaven and I'm going to bank on it and say, God, your word is good. So I'm going to obey you. I'm going to trust you in that area and let it actually show up in my life. Amen. Amen. You know, when God says that you can be merciful, you know, to others based on his love, God's love is good. God's love is kind. God's love is gentle. His word of God says that. And so we can actually bank that God's word is true and say, Lord, allow that to actually be 
that in my life. You know, that's what I actually mean when I say that we can actually live by that kind of faith every single day. When we actually just take God at his word and actually believe what he says. But as I mentioned today, all of us have fallen short and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, meaning that we have not lived out those truths every single day. And why is that? Why have we not lived out those truths? It's because it's impossible. It is impossible for us actually in the flesh that we were created to actually just hear God's word and actually begin to leave it out. You know, something actually needs to happen in us. Something needs to change in us where we actually understand that whatever God said, I can believe it. I can trust in it and actually live it out in my actually personal life. And that's why we're reading the Apostle Paul today, because he was a man where we talked about his accolades. We talked about the fact that he wrote two thirds of the Bible and he was able to share with people what many describe as the greatest book in the Bible because it articulates who Christ Jesus is and how we can live it out so well. But that's not how we started. <laughs> and I love to be able to understand how things start in life, not just the victories, but also the humble beginnings, because the humble beginnings actually show us who we are in our own humble state, in the states that are difficult in our own personal life. So I want to not uh, celebrate Paul in this moment, but I want to tell you who he was at the beginning of his life. This is a man who I would describe as a terrorist from modern day Turkey a terrorist from modern day Turkey who believes so much in his God and has so much status and so much prestige in his community that he was able to use that to his advantage to go out and kill other Christians. You know, that's who this man was, but he met Christ Jesus on the road to Damascus. And as he met Christ Jesus on the road to Damascus, his life was changed upside down. You know, God met him through Christ Jesus and said, Paul, you know, why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting my people? And he says, who are you, Lord? And he said, my name is Christ Jesus. And when Christ Jesus met him at that point, his life changed forever. He said, Lord, who are you and what do you want me to do? Christ Jesus blinded his eyes and said, I want you to go to a man. He's going to tell you more about me and he's actually going to heal you. He obeyed those orders. He obeyed those words of God and he began to be changed forever in his life. What I want to share with you today is that when we think about taking God at his word, living by faith, experiencing the righteousness of God, that only happens when we have an experience where we are impacted and actually changed by Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus has to show up in your life and say, hey, I know that you thought that you were had it all together, had it all worked out, even like Paul, but you actually got to learn to actually meet me at your place of need so that I can actually show you where you actually need to meet me so I can actually declare my righteousness in your life. In verse 16 of chapter one, I want us to dig deeper and actually see this because as you look at verse 16, he says these powerful words, I am not ashamed of the gospel. You know, the same individual who's willing to persecute people who actually boldly declared and lived by the gospel. Now he had his life 180 degrees changed. And now he says to you and I, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. 
He understood the power of the gospel because it had changed his life. The gospel of Christ Jesus is not only a word that we declare about our faith in Christianity, that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and was raised again, but the gospel of Christ Jesus is a power that actually lives in us that changes us forever. It changes our perspective. It changes our reality because what God does when he brings us near, he begins to change what happens in our life so that we can experience something greater in him. Amen. Amen. I hope, hope this is speaking to you today because Paul was able to have his life changed so much that in verse one of chapter one, he says, now I'm not a terrorist. I'm not from this modern day Turkey who's willing to kill all the Christians. Instead, I am a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. God completely changed his life to him to be able to now say, here's my new identity. Here's what I want to live out before all of us in this world. As you think about your identity today, I, I want to share with you some modern examples. I, I want to share with you a, 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 a man named C.J. McCollum, for example. C.J. McCollum, when he was a freshman in high school, he was 5'2", and he had this dream of actually playing in the NBA. He was far from that dream, far from that dream. A 5'2 individual would not actually make into an NBA unless you were probably the greatest skilled individual of all time. And so he did one thing. He just kept believing. He kept believing that this is what he was supposed to do and who he was actually supposed to be. He ended up doing something that I thought was really significant that I wanted to share with you. The summer of his, uh, uh, after his freshman year, during that summer, he grew five more inches and he became about five, seven, five, eight or so. And then he actually did this. He said, I'm going to make it to the NBA. So what I'm actually going to do is I'm actually going to record myself speaking these words. And every day at 6 a.m., I'm going to set an alarm and actually hear myself say that I'm actually going to uh, average 20 points a game this sophomore year. I'm actually going to get a, a Division One scholarship. And then thirdly, I am going to make it to the NBA. Every single morning, he heard those words in his life so that he could actually hear what he needed to say so that he can take his word as true, so that he can take his own word as true. Guess what? C.J. McCollum is now in the NBA. Not only did he average those 20 points in high school, but he got that Division I scholarship. Um, he is now one of the greatest players in the NBA, a great individual who scores at will on the basketball court. Just because he believed in his own word, he believed in his own word and he actually allowed it to manifest. You know, I hear that word all the time, either on social media or in conversations where people are trying to manifest their dreams. If individuals can manifest their own personal dreams how much greater can we actually live a life that actually declares by what we actually hear God say to us? How much greater can our life be if we actually take God at his word and trust him and actually begin to live it out? Because here's what I'm trying to share with you. I'm sharing with you the life of Paul. Paul was a terrorist from modern day Turkey. He was not a man who was renowned because he wrote two thirds of the Bible. He wasn't a man who people would esteem as probably the greatest writer the Bible has ever seen. No, he was just a, a terrorist from modern day Turkey. And he heard the word of God. 
He heard Christ Jesus tell him who he was in his life. And he says, I'm going to take God at his word and I'm going to live that out now in my life. So much so that he had to change who he was for 13 years after he first met Christ Jesus on the road to Damascus, he went away and he began to spend time with God intimately in prayer, in the word of God, so that he could understand clearly who his identity is and who he needed to be in the next steps of life. And God began to change him so much that he now understood that this was his destiny and his calling in life. What I'm introducing you to right now is that God is actually sharing with us that our faith in Christ Jesus, our faith as Christianity is not just a title. It's not just a confession that we actually say we are, but it's actually a place that we live out every single day in our life because he said that we are Christians, because we have heard what he has said in our life, and now we are changed. He not only just heard that he was supposed to be a Christian, but he took it to heart. He took God's word to heart and said, I'm going to be all that you have called me to be, Lord. So I'm going to take your words as if they are true and live them out. I want us to understand that's who God wants us to be today. And I want us to use the words that God is actually saying in verse 17 uh, to be able to understand it. So if, if we can put that up again, uh, Romans chapter one, verse 17, I want to focus a little bit on what these are, words actually say to us. So if you have your Bibles turned near, hopefully we'll get it on the screen right underneath so you can see this. It says that for in the righteousness of God, it is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. The righteousness of God is revealed to us. The righteousness of God begins to share with us that things that only God can contain, they're only his attributes, the only things that he can actually experience. When we think about the names of God, for example, we're talking about the righteousness of God. We're talking about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is my provider. You know, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my peace. Uh, Jehovah Rapha. You know, all those things that says the Lord is my healer. All of those are examples of the identity and the righteousness of God that does not come from this world. And the Apostle Paul is saying that for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, meaning that from experiences of living daily in our life, we start to experience the righteousness of God. And so I, I wanted to share with you, you know, this example in my own personal life. You know, I remember when I first started to hear uh, some of the messages that we are hearing today, and I heard stories about how people had a journey of faith in God. And as they had journeys of faith in God, I always heard about the hard times, the difficult moments, the things that uh, seem to um, be barren places and hard times and dry seasons uh, that were so difficult in their life. Maybe it was illness. Maybe it was financial lack. Maybe it was a life of sin. Whatever it was, there were some difficult seasons that I heard people experience. And I always said to myself, if I ever uh, hear these stories, what I want to do is actually learn from them so that I can overcome them and only experience God's goodness. I don't want to experience the hard things in life. I only want to experience God's good things in life. <laughs> you know, as I've gotten older, I've gotten some gray on my uh, chin. And if I had enough hair, you see the gray on my hair as well. And what that gray actually means to me and means to you is that I've had some life experiences. And what I started to understand is that you don't go through the experiences of, of, of receiving God's righteousness until you have daily experiences in God. 
until you actually face life experiences and actually see, well, God, you must really be true in this situation because now I need you. You know, I'm facing this difficulty now. So now I need to come to you and actually see God, your righteousness be true. And that's what Paul experienced. You know, when you actually start to read the book of Romans, the book of Ephesians, the book of Colossians, what you don't see is a man, an individual who was actually imprisoned. You know, a man who was, was shipwrecked, a man who was beaten, a man who was actually left for dead. You don't hear him talk about those stories and those instances in great details. Instead, he talks about how God shows up in those situations, how God actually drew him closer in those situations. He actually even starts to declare and actually say in his own life that his sufferings actually draw him closer to Christ Jesus and helps him to understand Christ Jesus even more. He starts to experience God on a greater level. And that's what I want to share with you today. When we hear the words that God says that the righteous shall actually live by faith, God is saying faith is more than just a label. You know, faith is more than just saying you're a Christian. Faith is how you live every single day in the midst of your circumstances. Faith is what happens when you actually face difficulty and say, Lord, now I need you. Now what I've heard the old saints talk about is, is now necessary in my own life. Now the things that I read about in the word of God, I need to see them actually show up in my life. And that's where God actually says, now you can actually experience my righteousness. Now you can actually experience my salvation, which will lead into all of eternity because you now need to actually express your faith. You need to take me at your word. Take me at my word is what God is actually saying to you and saying to me in my life today. And I want to encourage us how to begin to live that out in a greater and a greater and a greater and a greater way. It's by simply recognizing today that yes, I may have some difficulties. Yes, I may have some hard times in my life. Yes, things may not be working out the way that I want them to work out, but I still know that God is true and I still believe this word of God. And so I'm going to take God at his word and I'm going to press and begin to experience what actually God has for us. You know, when I, when I share with you earlier today that some people describe the book of Romans as the greatest book in the Bible, sometimes also people get to another verse and another chapter, Romans chapter eight, and describe it as the greatest book of the Bible, you know, within Romans and also the greatest verse in the Bible. And you may have heard me quote this before because it's very important in this season and time for many of us. It says that all things work together good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And what that means is simply that there are moments in life where you and I can begin to understand that God is going to shape us by the things that we experience. It's going to allow God to show his righteousness in us. It doesn't mean that that situation is good, but it means that that situation can actually turn up good in our life because God is going to show us some things. I want us to turn to a scripture in Hebrews chapter five, verse eight. And I want us to, to understand, you know, something in our own personal lives. Amen. 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 I hope this is uh, somewhat good for us. Hope this could be a blessing to anyone in our own personal lives as we hear it. Amen. Amen. So Hebrews chapter five, verse eight. I want to read this word to you. It says that although he was a son, speaking of Christ Jesus, he learned obedience through the things that he actually suffered. Take that. Take that word and understand that Christ Jesus learned obedience and obedience is 
part of the process of taking God at his word. When God actually says something that is true, either personally in your own life or actually through the word of God, now we've got to obey it. Now we've got to actually let that be true. So whatever God has actually said to you in your personal life, you know, just as God actually spoke to the apostle Paul and actually called him an apostle to the Gentiles, he took that as God's word and now began to obey it and began to do all that he could to allow that to show up in our life. It means that some of the things that we experience are helping us to actually receive the word that God actually has in our life. You know, this uh, past week, uh, my wife and I, we had this opportunity to put a biography together of who we are as a couple. You know, a, a challenging um, um, endeavor, uh, so to speak, just about the amount of time and just who we had to think about who we are as a couple. And I came up with this phrase for us as a couple, which was yin and yang. You know, this opportunity that uh, we are pretty much opposites, but together I think we actually make a beautiful picture. You know, a beautiful picture where, you know, she is uh, sometimes the, the, the one who loves relationships, family, uh, things of those soft nature. And I'm always the one who's actually pressing towards some kind of vision uh, where she's always present. I'm always looking toward the future. You know, that sometimes we are in opposite contradictory to each other, but we actually need one another, which makes us yin and yang. And yin and yang is just this ancient Chinese phrase that shows us that sometimes opposites and things that seem contrary are actually compliments that actually are necessary in our life. And uh, when you think about that, think about the word of God from that perspective. Think about the situations that you face from a yin and yang perspective. It's almost as if we need sometimes hard situations so that those hard situations can form us, can change us, can actually make us be who we're called to be. That's why I think about my uh, initial uh, thoughts about uh, trying to just overcome all the hard times, you know, all the difficulties of life. When I heard people's experience, say, hey, no, I want to jump, you know, over those experiences that all that I can actually experience is God's good. You know, I've learned today that if God allowed me to do that, and based on the calling that I have, which is to share God's word to other people, you know, I would be a horrible pastor. You know, I'd be a horrible communicator of God's word because whenever somebody had gone through a hard time, all I would tell them is that that's not God's will. You know, that's not God's situation for your life. Something must be wrong either in you or in the situation that you're facing because God only does good. When God allows us to, to recognize our own suffering, our own difficulties, it enables us to, you know, help others to understand that the situation you're going through God's still available for you. The situation that you're going through doesn't mean that God has abandoned you. Doesn't also mean that sometimes you've done something wrong. What it simply means is that God has an opportunity to show you his righteousness in a greater way. And that's what I want to share with you today is that the things that you're going through are going to help you in the long run. You might not see it today, but you'll see it as you begin to get a little gray on your chin, <laughs> as you begin to be able to take God at his word and say, God, I believe what you're saying is true. I just need to go through it today. So I hope that blesses you. It's blessing me this week as we are experiencing some hard things in our personal life, some hard things as a family that I know that God wants to use these experiences for us so that we can actually see him in a greater way. You know, we're not sure what that's going to look like today, but if we actually can recognize that that's part of God's plan, we're going to see God's righteousness. And so in your own life, maybe that will enable you to see the same things in your own personal life as well. Well, what's your bio? 
You know, what are the things that you actually live for in your own life? You know, I remember some years ago that I had the opportunity to think through that kind of a statement. And I came up with this phrase. I came up with this phrase that says that my mission in life is to make Christ the center of my life and being empowered by the Holy Spirit and help people to do the same. You know, that's my mission. That would be the thing that I put on my tagline for Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter if you want to know the identity of, of my life. And every single day, because I hear it, just like C.J. McCollum had heard it at 6 a.m. on alarm clock, I try to actually live that out. And so today I wanted to encourage you, what is the thing that God is saying to you that is supposed to be the mission of your life. You know, use that as God's words so that you can actually take him at his word and say, I will actually be that in my own personal life. Think of the apostle Paul and say that this man was a terrorist from modern day Turkey. And now he has written a book that is called the greatest book in the Bible and saying, I'm a servant in Christ called to be an apostle, you know, for the gospel of Christ Jesus. He has been able to understand that's his identity because God said it and it was true. But it only happens when we actually receive what God says in our life, begin to hear it over and over again, so much so that that's all we believe. And we're going to take God at his word. Well, as we close today, I want to give you an opportunity to declare to God that you belong to him. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses. And so I want you to pray this prayer after me. If you want to declare to Jesus Christ for the very first time in your life that you belong to him. Christ Jesus, thank you so t today uh, that you have touched my heart in such a way that you have spoken to me. I believe that you died for my sin. I believe that you were sent here by God so that I may live life in you. Lord, I confess my sin before you. I choose to believe that you died, was buried, and was raised again so that I may have eternal life. Lord, because of those things, I am ready to commit my life to you. I am willing to obey you, and I am willing to take the next steps of faith in my personal life. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you prayed that prayer with me for the very first time, I would love for you to come to our website at Common Bond Church, connect in these chat rooms, any kind of way that you can let us know that you have taken that step of faith in God to say that you belong to him. And if you've taken that step, I would just want to give you next steps to be able to continue to be encouraged in your faith, continue to walk with God so that you can experience the righteousness that we actually talked about today. Uh, for all of us who want to take a greater step, you may have still prayed that prayer and we want to continue to use that as a confession toward God so that we can actually grow in him. There is more righteousness in God that we will experience that leads all the way to salvation. And I pray that we all experience some of that today and begin to live that out more on a daily basis in our life. Well, what a blessed time that I had sharing God's word with you, uh, singing together uh, through God's word and through song, uh, through Candace Harden, uh, praying with each other, connecting in community, connecting online. You know, what an opportunity to kick off our week uh, today. I want us to be left with these powerful words that actually come directly from the word of God so that we are uh, charged for the rest of the week. May the grace of God be with us.
May the mercy of God be with us. We have one true Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. Let us all go in peace. Have a great week. Love you all. Thank you so much for joining us today as we were able to have a Sunday service and worship the Lord. We never take it for granted that we have this opportunity to serve him. Have a great week. Amen.